Welcome to the Captain's Coach Podcast. I'm the founder, Ben Smith, and we are excited to bring to you today part two of our interview with Coach Morgan Wooten. He is a basketball legend as he is the second most winningest coach at any level of basketball. It was a true honor to have him on our show, and we're thankful for the words of wisdom that he shared with us about leadership in sports. So without further ado, I hope that you enjoy our interview with Coach Morgan Wooten. You are listening to the Captain's Coach Podcast, where we provide top insights into sports leadership to inspire team captains to lead their teams more effectively and help coaches to systematically develop and use them. Now, here's your co-host, Luke Poulos. Was there ever a time when one of your teams throughout the years has gone through a time of conflict or adversity? And was there something specific that you did or that one of your captains or, or leaders on the team may have done to get the team through it? Oh, yes. <laughs> we have legendary <laughs> stories that took place from time to time. We, uh, I think we had a situation, you know, you have the parents will sometimes get involved and maybe get overly involved. And uh, they can create a problem for you that you have to deal with. And I used to tell that I used to tell the parents. And incidentally, this is the way we'd start the season. Once the team was established and selected, we had a nice dinner, team meeting, and that team and the parents were there in a team meeting. I told the parents, anytime you have any situation you want to discuss about you, your son, about the program, about what he's getting out of it, any questions you have. Feel free to come. We'll talk one-on-one. -on -one. It will no way will be held against you. The door is always open. So we created that atmosphere for the parents as well as we did the players. So all of them felt like, hey, I can go one-on-one -on -one and nothing but good will come out of it. Occasionally, you'd get a parent that just couldn't handle it and would go a little too far, and then you'd have to get a little tougher on it along those lines. And also, sometimes you might get a player that could maybe not handle it and would take it a little bit too far. And I can think of a situation where I finally t t took one player and just said, you know, the situation has gotten so bad, you're, it's no longer healthy that you be with the team. And this was a real, real good player, too. No longer that you're going to be with the team because it's not good for the team. It's not good for you. Nobody's getting anything out of the way things are going right now. So goodbye. And then, of course, immediately after I did that, I got a couple of my key players on the team said, that's your job, get him back on the team. Because I knew that would be enough to really straighten him out. But I couldn't bring him back on the team. Mm -hmm. And so they came back with, well, Coach, you always said it's our team. I said, yes, it is. They said, well, we've decided he should get one final shot. And so I called the player back in. I said, you know, you're very lucky that this team belongs to the players, not the coach. And your teammates have said, you deserve one final shot. Well, he went on to become an all metropolitan and a fine college player. That's a great story. Um, I think one of the big takeaways there is right at the end, one of the key foundations to your, to your program is that it's your players team and that 
when coaches say that, you know, sometimes they say that to their captains or their, or their senior leadership or senior guys on the team. And, you know, they say that. And then when situations arise, they kind of second guess it and they kind of take back control and didn't really mean what they said at the beginning of the season. But I think the, the ability for you to stay true to your, your principles there and have enough trust with your team and, and your, your leadership on the team to make that decision, it ended up working out for, for the best is what it sounds like. Was there ever a time maybe one of your captains or your, your senior leaders kind of led you through or, or took a direct action to lead the team through a, a time of conflict or adversity? Well, uh, I think one of the, one of the great ones, uh, and I, I wasn't involved in this, but we were returning from a, having played a game in Baltimore and we stopped at a nearby place to, and this is way back when at the beginning. And, uh, they went into, um, this restaurant where we were going to have a meal. And, uh, I was like the last guy getting out of the car. And as I approached the door, the, uh, I guess it must've been the manager met me. He said, look, uh, your Afro-American players uh, will have to eat in the kitchen. They can't eat out here in the uh, main dining room. And as he's telling me that I see my players marching out of the restaurant, leaving, they're all leaving on their own. They made the call and I wasn't even involved in it. I'm sitting there getting the word from the manager. So before I can say a single word, here are the leaders of our team leading the entire team out of that restaurant. They weren't about to have anything to do with it. And, uh, to me, boy, I just thought that was awesome leadership, and it proved that we were certainly doing a lot of things right, and we had everybody going in the right direction. That's amazing um, for for high school students to be able to make that decision and and not even be a conversation at all, and something immediate immediate action taken by the the leaders of that team to, to um, kind of. Step and set the standard for your team and speaks volumes to their character and the program in general. What advice would you give current team captains in high school or, or even team captains in college that are looking for guidance in, in terms of their leadership development? Well, I would say to them, number one, be yourself. That's why you're the captain. Uh, that's why you got here because you're a good person, but be yourself be the best person you can be and uh, try and be the kind of per person or kind of captain that you would want to be playing under if you were on another team and somebody else was a captain. Mm -hmm. I want you to be the kind of person that you think that person should be. And uh, you should be setting the example, not by probably as much what you say, but by what you do. Don't let anybody work harder than you. Don't let anybody make a greater effort than you. Don't let anybody be a better person than you. Be the best person you can be. Uh, and it's your example that will tell the whole story as to what kind of leader you're going to be, what kind of captain you're going to be. And almost in dealing with each individual on the team or your relationship with each individual on the team, Make it be the kind of person that you would have wanted to be. And I think that would help you to be a good one. Yeah, I think that's a, uh, a great piece of advice. And I, I love the caveat you had there. A lot of times you hear advice for captains, you know, you got to be the best player on the team or you have to be the hardest working player on the team at, at a minimum. And, and while that's true, 
I think what you pointed out that sometimes gets overlooked is on top of being the hardest worker in terms of your sport and in the weight room and, and, and conditioning, you also have to be the best person on your team. Uh, and I think that goes back to everything we've, we've discussed so far. And I hate to keep bringing it up, but that, that complete individual development. And I think, like you said, it's kind of a two part one, be the best person you can be and also be the leader that you would want to be led by. And if you can honestly tell yourself that you are striving to be the best person that you can be and that you are acting in ways as a leader that you would want to be led by, then you can't really go wrong. Um, especially if you've already been chosen by your peers and your teammates to, to be a captain and, and be authentic to that person. Right on the money. Um, uh, to get a, a little bit more conceptual on you, Coach Wooten, um, what is your definition of leadership? Definition of leadership, that's a very good question. There's so many things you could say what a great, you know, that what a great leader is or what he would do. Uh, one, of the, one of the most significant things, of course, is how a great leader reacts when the pressure's on. When things don't, you know, don't look too good, don't look too promising. Uh, when there's a real, you know, when, th when everything's going smooth and easy and there's no problems, mm -hmm. easy to be a good looking leader there. But how do you react when the heat's on? And that's when you've got to really grab down. And then again, that's where I say, be the best person you can be and have those other players say, you know, well, he works harder than, I, than all of us. He's a good person. He's fun to be around. He's got a good vocabulary. He says the right things. He lives the right kind of life. He has good habits. We believe in him. So the real definition of leadership, you've, you've almost done it in a crisis by being all those things I talked about. And, they're the, and that makes you the kind of person that they're, they're ready to follow. Like if you walk through what looks to be a bad door, they're going to follow you because they believe in you because of the kind of person you are. Yeah, I think that's a really important thing that, that maybe we haven't touched on too much um, throughout my conversations on the podcast, but I think definitely those, those times of conflict are really when your character as a leadership kind of comes out. And, and like you said, it's really easy to be authentic to yourself and to others when, when things are going well. But if you can be that same exact person, bring the same enthusiasm, um, the same dependability, day in and day out when things aren't going well, like you said, your teammates uh, and those around you are going to be, be walking through fire um, just to be right behind you. What are, uh, no question. What are some, some top two or, or three characteristics that maybe that you would look for in an individual when, when things aren't going well that may mark them as a, as a great leader? Well, of course, right away, as you know, what kind of person are they? Person are they? Are they really a good person? Or number one, are they physically a hardworking person? Mentally, are they a hardworking person? And uh, those two things will tell you: Are you ready to really believe in them and to follow them? And uh, I, I think when I look at a great leader, I, I look at his life habits, his work habits. You know, and I look at what he does when things are tough. And I've, I've already seen what he's done when things have been unpleasant. 
And I also look at how does he handle a bad situation that develops. And all those things start to add up. Or it's a collection that tells me this guy is a leader, boy. I believe in him. I will follow him every step of the way. And I, and I think that's important, too. And going back just the more than just what they're doing on the field and how they handle those situations. But you also have to go back and take, you know, how they are day in and day out. And, and like you said, it's not so much what they say as much as it is what they do. And if they have all of these habits of, of a good person and a, and a strong person that's striving to become better and striving to become the best person they can. And then on top of that, they are that same person through those times of conflict or, or adversity. Um, like you said, that's what, that's what you have on your hands is, is a great leader and just a, a great all around individual that, that people are going to want to be around. Yeah, exactly. In other words, you know, you, you can tell if, if, if the guy's a phony, He's one kind of guy on the court when the coach is there. Yep. And then in the locker room when you're showering after practice, he's a different kind of guy. So that's not a leader. But the same guy, same habits, wherever he is, just not caring who is there, then you know what you got. Yeah, exactly. I think that's always been um, easy to pick out for teammates is when guys are being unauthentic. Um, especially an example like that, you know, they're way different when coaches are around and when it's just the, the, the guys or gals on their team. Um, I've always thought that a, a good uh, way to, to, to feel out somebody and how they interact is, you know, what their conversations sound like with their coaches and what their conversations sound like with their teammates. And, and the truly great ones, in my opinion, their conversations, it, you could be listening to them talking to a teammate and, and you might be thinking they're talking to a coach and, and, and vice versa. They're that the same exact person, no matter who's around. Um, and if you saw them by themselves, um, if you could get into their head, they're, they're having the same exact conversations with themselves um, and, and doing all the same things, no matter who's around. Right, right, right on the money. Uh, I, I don't want to take up too much more of your time, coach. I know you got a, a busy schedule. Um, with a lot of different things going on. But before, uh, before we wrap this up, I know you're a very well-read individual. So I, again, I, I don't want to put you on the spot to narrow one down, but do you have a, uh, one or two favorite books on leadership or coaching aside from your own? Well, I've uh, <clears throat> had the good fortune to write some books and had a lot of fun with it and, uh, uh, and happy that it's been received uh, so well by a lot of a lot of people because uh, obviously I really believe uh, in what we put in writing. You put it in writing, you really believe it. Mm -hmm. So we're pretty happy with the books. They've been very successful. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, I think I'd mentioned to you before. I'm. I'm just finishing up uh, a coach for all seasons, uh, which has been a real, real great read. Um, I've been taking a lot from it. I've been jotting notes in it left and right. Um, and then right after that, I'm, I'm going to uh, jump on uh, from, from Orphans to Champions, which is also uh, by you. So both of those, uh, for sure, check them out if you're listening. Um, and then last, last one before I let you go, Coach. Um, what I know you mentioned uh, the Winston Churchill quote a lot in, in the book, but do you have uh, – is that your favorite quote, or do you have another favorite quote about leadership or coaching that you'd like to share? Uh, that's probably got to be uh... – one of the top ones, uh, 
I'd have to give it some thought if, if I was going to try and tie it or beat it. But uh, <laughs> I always thought that Churchill had a lot of great things to say. <laughs> All right. Um, thanks again for your, for your time, Coach. I, I really um, I really do appreciate it. Your your wisdom um, will will be uh, well received on this show, um, as well as anyone out there willing to to buy a copy of one of your books or, or take a listen to any of your other interviews. There's a lot to learn um, from someone as successful as you uh, over the decades. Um, one of the greatest, if not uh, the greatest, basketball coach um, that that's been around. So I, I really do appreciate it, Coach. Thanks again for for coming on the show. Hey, my pleasure, my honor, and uh, continued success. And as I've always said to coaches and teachers always, and certainly in your situation, you're touching lives. So uh, be yourself and do a good job. All right, Coach. Thanks. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Captain's Coach Podcast with Luke Poulet. If you liked what you just heard, please give us a five-star review on iTunes and check out our website at captainscoach.com. Join us next time for another edition of the Captain's Coach Podcast.